Your show on Rock 106.9. I apologize. There must have been something happening with our program that posts our podcasts here. Um, apparently, yesterday's show never made it to the website, really? but I have just reloaded it just now. So if you missed yesterday's show, you should be able to podcast it at WRQK.com shortly. Should let you know about this this coming weekend, the Halloween weekend. iHeartRadio has a treat for you. Yes, I'm reading from a page of, <laughs> from a piece of paper left on my keyboard by my boss. Open the iHeartRadio app this Halloween weekend and get a free preview of iHeartRadio All Access. That means you get everything. Search and play any song instantly, unlimited skips in your custom artist stations, create your own playlist, or listen to our amazing hand-curated playlist for any mood or activity. Download the music right to your phone to listen offline, meaning... Just don't listen to our radio stations. What are you doing listening to the radio stations? These aren't any good. Get iHeartRadio. Screw Stansberry. We want that guy homeless on the street. Create your own Tom Petty station. You get to kill him all over again. There you go. There's there your, it is. Uh, Got it in there. There's your iHeartRadio once per hour. Make sure you mention this. Uh, make, make sure you mention this sheet. Fantone, how are you, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Not going to lie. Feeling excited after the Cavaliers' victory last night. Um, uh, LeBron James starting at the point guard, and this is didn't just... He have, dude, he had 23 points going in the half? Oh, yeah, dude. He, I think <laughs> he, had 30, he had 30 plus over over the course of the evening. Nice. Um, I think it was 35. Uh, I think it was 10 plus assists, and like it really does just go to show you, and I've made this argument before, um, how LeBron is separating himself from Michael Jordan when it comes to the greatest of all time conversation in the sense of, like, the dude is so diverse when it comes to his skill set. Like, you really can't I mean, you couldn't ask for a more complete basketball player. No, he can play any position. Right. When you can play one through five, and I think he's the only dude who has um, uh, uh, a 20-plus point game with 10-plus assists from four different positions throughout his career. That's just crazy. Like, there's literally no other basketball player in the history of the planet that's been able to play as completely as he has. Yeah, no, he can play any position. exciting, Exciting game to watch last night. I mean, it was against the Bulls, so it really wasn't like a huge accomplishment or anything like that. And defensively, they're still kind of struggling. Um, but just watching him go out there and do his thing, dude, two thumbs up for LBJ. So yeah, Cavs are actually raging over You know, they were already burying him yesterday on TV. How's that? They were, they were already burying him, talking about how the team's too old to make it. Like you're going to get blown out by the Warriors. You're too old. You can't compete. You'll walk out of the East. But when it comes to facing the Warriors in the finals, that you don't have the team to do it. Um, I uh, I guess I'm going to disagree with whoever was saying that yesterday. Um, Everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing: is if we just stuck to what the talking heads and what the well, they don't ever know, and and what and what people on Twitter said, should we just like cancel the season and just be like, all right, well, Skip Bayless no. said it. So well, you know no, I mean, I mean well, well, this dude on Twitter said maybe we shouldn't even play the game. I mean, then. that's I mean that's seems to be the overall sentiment. I don't know if that's true. Um, it feels true. It does feel true like this team's too old, and by the end of the season, they'll be a little broken down. A lot of injuries probably might happen um, because of the age issue. I mean, dude, Derrick Rose already hurt. Derrick Rose not that old. Yeah, he's injury prone though. I mean, twisting an ankle isn't necessarily the same thing as like you know. I mean, but he looked really good when he was playing. Like, it's not like the guy wasn't getting out there. And That's doing true. Stuff. Been Derrick Rose's entire career, he always looks good while he can play. He just can never play. Now I don't. Now, luckily for the Cavs, I'm not sure they need Derrick Rose. I, mean, I think you could throw Derrick Rose away right now, and the team is pretty much the same as it is. I don't think he's. I don't think they're leaning on Derrick Rose to be a huge piece of this puzzle. But I. I and I don't care because it's not my legacy. But if he goes to the finals again and he gets like demolished again, I it is. I mean that they're going to hang it around his neck. I know we're going to get into this a little later. But he had some things to say about the Browns. 
He was like, I've never been 1-22 in, in anything. No, but you are going to retire the best basketball player in the world to have under-delivered in NBA Finals. He will, he will ultimately end his career having under-delivered in the NBA Finals. Yes, you made it to a slew of them, but people don't care what you make it to. People care what you win. If Tom Brady went to five Super Bowls and didn't win any of them, you'd be like, that guy's not that good. That's exactly what you'd say. You'd be like, dude, he's, he must not be that good. He can't win. And I worry about that for him and his legacy and what that will mean then when it t- turns time to like, do I want to stay here? Do I want to go? I worry that getting bounced out of the, out of the finals again and it being dismissed easily that I wonder if he goes, oh man, I got to get out of here because if I don't stay, if I stay here, I can't win. Luckily, we got an entire season in front of us. Game will still be game is yet to be played. I'm uh, I'm interested to see what happens there. I mean, I, I I thought it was interesting. He took a shot at the Browns yesterday. Um, I I thought that was interesting. When do we get Derrick Rose back? Like, when's that happening? I think that he'll be back after this game. He was is that two, right? It was a two game injury. It was just yeah. like a couple. All right, yeah. so like a 48 hour ankle thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was, just as soon as you hear he's hurt, you're like, well, of course he's hurt. This is exactly what we thought was going to happen when we got him. The guy legitimately is made out of glass. I think more precautionary than anything. Is that right? Yeah. D. Snyder's at the House of Blue. No, I'm sorry. He's at the Hard Rock Roxino this coming Friday. Actually, yeah, a couple of days from right now. We'll get you hooked up with D. Snyder tickets that show. And uh, we'll, we'll get you hooked up with it anyway at 930 this morning. Also, a meet and greet up for grabs with D as well. We're also giving away $1,000 every single hour. Right, so ten after every single hour from six o'clock in the morning till ten o'clock at night, you get hooked up with a thousand dollars. Let me look. Oh, buddy, I got news on Kid Rock. What is that? We'll get news. Okay. We'll, we'll get some news on Kid Rock at seven o'clock. There's also now they have figured out the golden trio of the female orgasm. If you do these three things, she will orgasm. We'll give you all those at seven thirty, but we're going to give you a thousand dollars right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9.30, we'll pass out a pair of tickets for D. Snyder as he plays the Hard Rock Roxino this coming Friday. That should be good. She'll also be uh, eligible for a meet and greet for that as well. That's uh, that's a cool little bonus that they added on there. The Hard Rock did a little meet and greet with D. Snyder. Maybe you get to take a trip around the buffet with him. Who knows? I bet I win. <laughs> oh, dude, no question, you win, dude. Yeah, I could. Uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet I could eat more food than D. Snyder. The Rock 106.9 employee Edithon. I'd be good at that. I'd be good at it. I'd be employee of the month then. Yeah, Which, by the way, did you notice? Our, we don't even do employee of the month anymore. No, I don't know no. what happened there. No, we did it for six months. No, I tell you what happened. <laughs> I hurt media is what happened. That's, dude, that's the... They have the attention... They have, like, corporate ADD. It's yeah, like, do. do they care about something for three months? And then it's like, yeah, 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 I don't know why we were doing that. Our entire company is just one big fidget spinner. That's all it That's is. all it is. <laughs> just sitting there. Um, I, I uh, wonder, Phantom, if they were like, well, we can't section somebody out. We can't, like, separate the staff and highlight one person without doing everything else. It's wrong. You're shaming everyone else. Nah, I think what it was is it existed just long enough so that everyone else in the building won it at one point, and then right before we got to Stansbury, it was like, all right, we're cutting this thing off. Highest rated show in the building. <laughs> Most recognizable air staff of the building. Never been employee of the month. I will never be able to get that. I will never get that. We don't even do that anymore. I 
think maybe nobody put in this. Maybe nobody put in anything in the suggestion box there. And the and the hey, you. Oh did well, a good I'll job put something box. in the box. Okay. <laughs> I'll be making suggestions. Okay. Your Facebook news feed is about to change again. All right. They're going to change the algorithm again. And I said to Fantone the other day that I think I can fix social media. And I'll give you my fix here in a few minutes. But I think I can fix the problem that we all have with social media. But what Facebook is going to do is they're going to roll out their Explore feed. Now, most people around the world can see it in their bookmarks and they can discover new content. But apparently in a few countries, what they're going to do is they're going to change your feed to where all you see is either stuff that's posted by your friends or ads. Like pages that you like, like our show page. Oh, okay. Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. You okay. won't see that in your feed anymore. So you'll follow pages, but you won't see it in your feed. If okay. you want to see that in stuff in your feed, you'll have to pay. Essentially what Facebook is doing is they're cutting places like iHeartMedia off at the pass. We don't want you doing this to our people anymore. We got away with it for a long time. And I mean, we can debate on whether that was the right move for Facebook or not. But I mean, they allowed, I mean, not just radio stations, but a lot of different things. They gave a lot of web bonuses to a lot of different like companies just because it was like, hey, if you've got a Facebook page with a decent amount of people on it, you had a ton of visibility, especially like three years ago, four or five years ago. Yeah, you were everywhere. I mean, it was so easy to just get a ton of web hits. And now it's a much more challenging thing. And this definitely is going to make it even harder harder well they hate places like us they hate people like us because what we do is we post videos that export you out of facebook and that's why they're doing this yeah. is because they're they're gonna tell you it's all under the guise of we just want to keep you connected with your friends but you chose to follow a page and they're not going to let you see it unless you pay. Well, I mean, I can understand why they don't want you clicking on WRQK.com. Oh, For sure, I, I mean, get Facebook's, it. Facebook's end goal is to have you on their site for as long as humanly possible. They already do a pretty good job of it. But once you start, you know, outsourcing links, essentially, once you start saying, like, hey, go to this site or do this or over here or download this app or listen via this, you're taking them away from Facebook. And, and I, it's in, in their interest, from their perspective, makes all sense in the world. Yeah, no, if I'm running Facebook, I love this idea. As a guy who works at a radio station, I absolutely hate it because that's where a lot of our eyeballs come from. And that's where, honestly, it is where my web bonus comes from, is by posting things through Facebook. Nobody sees anything unless you put it there. I think a big part of the problem is is that, like, Brands like the, like us, and I don't mean like you and I, I mean bigger us in the, in the iHeartRadio world, is like we understood that and we saw that and we kind of like, like I don't know, gunked up the whole process by, by throwing out like a million links all at the same time, all to the same place, all well, these different, like... All six radio stations posting the same thing at the same time was the wrong call. And, and when and when people are like, you well, just look bad. Facebook's just all cluttered up and gunked out now, and like it, it's like a traffic jam of information. It's like, well, yeah, we're. Gonna I already move, saw this. Right, I just saw this. Right. We're because if you follow that. us, you follow MMS. That's just the way it is. Like if you like one radio station on Facebook, you like more than one. Yeah, that's not. A much if you're the of kind of stretch. person who likes a likes a radio station on Facebook, you're a radio person. You probably like two, three pages. Right. Like just like you're not gonna. Just like one band on Facebook, right. just like you're not gonna just like one, you know, anything. You're, you've got a, you've got a bunch of different things that you listen to or like or whatever the case is. There, 
Um, I, uh, I I think it'll be interesting to see how companies like ours, news stations, because news stations are really big in this too, probably bigger than radio stations. And that's why like, they did this like, was the news, like Fox Eight News is and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, that's a huge part of what they do is just counting on on comments. Click and this Simple like Most page, right, right, right. And they make that's and they make money from that because brands like Simple Most, what they do is they see who has. Active Facebook pages, active Twitter accounts, stuff like that, and then they pay Fox Eight to like aggregate oh, sure. to aggregate their their content out there. That's like that's not Fox Eight being stupid. There's some radio stations that'll do that. They'll just gra- stupidly grab a link and put it in there and be like, "Hey, go to this Yahoo page." And it's like, well, that's not worth anything. But Simple Most is paying those. Thank people. you, Kensbach. So, so. <laughs> Thanks for not understanding how the internet works, Gramps. I mean, I I think that you know. There's plenty of, of, of companies out there that have some sort of a digital person, and that's their job. This is going to be a very, very – this is going to change those jobs fundamentally. Oh, God. You might not even need them. You used to just be able to grab a link and put it up there and be like, oh, nope. that, that bonus is coming my way. So I think I can fix social media. All right. And I swear to God, this will fix it. And this is always the thing that will fix Money fixes everything. Money will fix social media. And here's how. I don't want you to have to pay to see things. I want people to have to pay to post things. If you had to pay for every thought that came out of your head that hit that keyboard, your half those thoughts don't ever end up online. Half this stuff that makes us all crazy, the, well, you know, she's really, she's beautiful but strong. She's this but that. You'd never post that if it cost you money. But then how much less are people using it? You know what I mean? Like, because I'm not paying. You know what I mean? I'm not paying. I, I agreed. And, but that's, I don't care about Mark Zuckerberg. You're, you're, you're listening to me go, well, why would Mark Zuckerberg? I don't do it. I don't care about him. I don't care about him surviving. I don't care about Facebook fruitfully being there. I care about all of us at each other's throats all day. And if you had to post, if you had to pay money, to get your thoughts out there. It's much like the Chris Rock joke. Yeah, let's make guns legal, but let's make bullets $5,000 a piece and then nobody shoots anybody because they can't afford the bullets. Very much the same thing. What Facebook is, what Twitter is, is verbal bullets. And if you got charged to fire those bullets, you, A, would be nicer, and B, you would just do it less. And so less stuff would be on your newsfeed. Now here's what I know. You waste money every day. You waste money every day. So if we make it economical for you, you would still do it. Now, should it be $25 to post? No. Could you buy, much like an app on your phone, where you buy a game, right? Or you download a game. The game's free until you get through level two, and then you got to pay for the upgrade. And you do it, right? Because when you're sitting on the toilet, you just want to shoot things with a plane. You just want to play Mario Run. And they know that. That's why they give it to you free. They get you hooked on it like a drug dealer, and then the second hit costs you money. Welcome to online drugs. That's what that's all the internet is. They fought, they studied drug dealers and figured out how they get people hooked on their products and have done it to you. And if I was Facebook or not, I mean, probably not them, because like I said, this doesn't benefit them. This benefits us, which is why you'll never see it. But if we had to pay for our thoughts to come out of our heads that way, you would stop bitching and moaning about things you don't really care about, which ultimately fixes everything. Because then what we see happen is only people who are truly engaged on an issue are going to debate back and forth on it. Because if you had to, because you're not going to pay to lie. You're not. You're not going to pay to share a story you don't know is true. Paying to post is what fixes all. All of this stuff. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. 
The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. 9.30, we'll pass out these D. Snyder tickets. He's playing Friday. Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. We'll get you hooked up at 9.30. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. Also, 7.30, we'll give you the golden trio of the female orgasm. We'll make it possible for you to go home and pleasure your wife properly. Which it should be a goal of yours, dude. That's an important thing in the sexual relationships there. You want to make sure that it's a two-way street. So, guys, 7.30, it's an important topic we're going to cover. Everywhere I turn, I just see people bitching about the president. Everywhere okay. I turn. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, I worked a ministry show the other night, and they had, like, two huge, like, chickens on the sides of the stage, and they were dressed up to look like Donald Trump. They had, you know, swastikas with, like, you know, the thing crossed out in the middle there. Is is ministry usually a political band? I can't oh, remember. Yeah. Okay. I mean, dude, their biggest song was New World Order. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, that's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, people said to me, like, you know, somebody said to me, like, is it me or do I just go to concerts to get away from politics? And I thought about that, and I was like, I get why people say that about sports, but music is art, and art is normally made surrounding the topics of the day, and that most of the bands you listen to are probably more political in their messaging than you realize. They just have realized that they need to hide it a little bit more so you continue to listen to it. Um, I think there's so many songs and so many bands we all just kind of throw on, listen to, and never really think about like what well, they're saying. Right. Or you interpret it the way that you want to. You think you, it's a love song, and it's right. not. You apply that song to your life through your filters, and it's like that's not necessarily where that person is. I'll give you a perfect example, and again, political. In the 80s, the Republicans started to take Born in the USA and play the crap out of it. And the, because they thought it was like a battle cry for right. like the United States, and it wasn't. It, it was Springsteen taking huge issue with this country. Huge issue with this country. And they were using it at political rallies. like, And he was like, uh, guys, this song isn't, doesn't mean what you think it means. And again, most people in the country, when they hear that song, they just crank it up and go, America, man, love it here. Colors don't run. And it's like, dude, that, that song is all about taking huge issue with this country. And I guess a big part of that just goes to show you if you surround something with the right you know, symbolism. Which, and just play the chorus. Right, and just play the chorus and right. just kind of like, all right, man, yeah, born in the USA. And yeah, we all buy into it and like cranking fists and doing the whole thing. So I'm all for musicians doing what they're going to do, right? Because it's like, it's art, it's expression, it's kind of what they're supposed to do. And so I'm for it. Now, I'm in with you with sports where I kind of want to be able to turn out a basketball game, hockey game, football game, and just kind of like mindlessly, you know, kill three hours watching dudes score points. Honestly, that, that I would prefer that, but I'm not going to get it, and so I'm not going to scream my head off about how I don't get to have it, because I know I'm not going to get it. But everywhere I turn right now, everybody wants to like get it off their chest how much they hate the president. And that's fine. It's it's you know it's it's within your right to do it. Um, I disagree a lot of what the president's doing. I don't feel the need to like speak out against it. I don't feel the need to like protest him. I don't feel that need. I'm not a protester. I, I can't even think of the thing that I would that I would get that energized about to protest. I can't even think of what it would be. Like if they reinstated slavery, I'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah I got to stand on this side of that and be like, no, we're not doing that. But that's it. Like that's about as far as I could get. Most things I don't feel that passionately about. I don't understand taking over streets. I don't understand screaming my head off in public. But that's now what the Democrats plan to do.
And I saw this the other day, and this is one of the most ridiculous, silly, pathetic things I've ever seen. Well, since the vagina hats, liberals. (laughs) Since the vagina hat. Now what they're going to do, they've created a Facebook event, and it's called this. Hosted by Nathan Wall. Scream helplessly at the sky on the anniversary of the election. Yes, they plan on gathering and all screaming in unison at the sky over the president. Somebody's going to have to explain to me what this is meant to do or what it's going to do or what you hope to get out of this. Are you just yelling to feel better? I think so. I mean, honestly, like, I think that's it. Like, you're obviously not accomplishing anything. Screaming's like crying. It will allow you to release emotion. I mean, how many times have you lost your mind because you felt something bubbling up and you're like, dude, if I just scream this out, at least it gets out of me. The event literally titled on Facebook, Scream Helplessly at the Sky on the Anniversary of the Election, was born in Boston with organizers there planning to have people gather at the Boston Common, the country's oldest park, and let their shrieks rip, it says. Pretty weird for a city everybody's telling me is so racist. To be this anti-Trump seems strange. This administration has attacked everything about what it means to be American, they say. Who wouldn't feel helpless every day? Coming together reminds us that we are not alone, that we are part of an enormous community of activists who are motivated and angry, whose actions can make a difference. Okay, that's where you lose me. Because actions can make a difference. This one I don't think does. And honestly, you're going to get the wrong kind of press, and you're just going to have guys like me and guys on the news calling you sissies, because that's what you are. You're a sissy. If you just want to scream out loud over the the president's been mean, well, not to me, but not to people I'll ever meet, but that weird random stranger, I'm just going to scream in the air. You just look ridiculous. This is vagina hats all over again. Um, on an individual level, I, I 100% agree that like there is something about like getting your emotions out of you, and I guess really it's like, well, is this the thing that has you like ready to scream in life? But it, maybe for some people it is. Um, but yeah, if you're going to try to hide behind the concept of like, well, you know, together we can do something. Well, it's like, yeah, we can. What are we doing? Well, we're screaming. Well, that that's not doing anything. That's, 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 that's not doing anything. It's not going to do anything. In Boston, they say more than 4,000 people, Fantone, have uh, RSVP'd on Facebook saying they're going. Yeah, whatever. And I, another 33,000 have marked that they're interested in the event. I'd be surprised if you get half that 4,000. Yeah. That say there are, you know how many things I've RSVP'd on on Facebook that I didn't go to? Most things. There's there's going to I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a significant amount of people, but I don't think 4,000 is anywhere close. Yeah, I think if you get 1,000 people, that it's an accomplishment. In Philly, they say 500 people say they're going, while another 3,100 have expressed interest. It'll, they're uh, going to scream at Dilworth Park. <laughs> it'll, uh, it'll become one of those things where it's like, you know, well, there's a Cleveland one, and now there's a you know a New York one, and now there's you know they, I mean, but still, you add them all together, and it's I don't think it's going to be a significant amount of people at all. New York City's organizer Nathan Wall wrote a Medium post where he said why liberals are gathering in public places and participating. He pointed out a quote from SNL: "I just want one day where I get a news alert that doesn't scare the hell out of me." Well, I'll remind you that as an adult. That was going to happen no matter who's president. The news will scare you because it's serious events that are happening. And, like, 
I mean, and okay, so if that's what you want, how does this get you closer to that? It doesn't. Goal? I mean, and it I, doesn't. Here's the thing, though: is you can do you go out, and waste your time until you're blue in the face. I genuinely do not care. Go down to Market Square, scream until your until your head falls off. Just don't pretend like you're doing anything. I mean, you waste your time all you want. He says. Uh, he adds, "I can't keep up with it all. Every time I think of the laundry list of social injustices on top of my own s, like my actual laundry, I get overwhelmed. Every news notification." on my phone is a reminder of something over which I am powerless, he continued. Son of a bitch, dude. I think a lot of people feel that way. So F me for thinking it'd be nice to yell about it, he says. It just, dude, I mean, are you? what are you doing? Are you just, are you organizing the most triggered people in America? Because that's all I'm going to see, is, when, a, is the most triggered people in America that think life is so unfair. When, when, when... Psst. Life is unfair. When Life's thing, not going to be fair. When the thing that's bringing Psst. you down and you're like, all of my other S, and then you mention your laundry, like, come on, bro. Right. Come on, bro. I don't understand why people... This is the vagina hat all over again. All you're going to do is get B-roll on TV of people calling you silly because this is silly. I'll be honest with you. When I heard about this, this sounds more like a Trump supporter thing to me than it does anti-Trump people, right? Because, and again, I don't feel this way, but I know the media tries to tell me this, is that Trump supporters are dumb and liberals are smart. That's the way the news wants to present it to you, which of course is wildly inaccurate. Because look at this. <laughs> this, is a, this is a group of liberals being about as stupid as any one human being could be. This is dumb. This is vagina hats all over again, which did what for you, by the way? What the vagina hat do for you? Nothing. This will do nothing for you. Give me stronger, better candidates with personality, and then you win. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. No screaming. No sit-ins. No organization of this. Just better candidates. Smarter people with personality. That's all you got to do. It's actually a very simple system. Speaking of which, we found out a celebrity is going to retract his bid for Senate. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9, 9.30. We'll pass out these D. Snyder tickets. He's playing Friday. Hard Rock, Roxino, Northfield Park. There are tickets still available. Hit up the Hard Rock for those. Or stick around. 9.30. We'll pass out a pair. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. You'll also be eligible for a meet and greet with D. Snyder. Nice. You know, I was, uh, dude, I'm going to that. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to that on Friday. And, uh, dude, I'm going to Guns N' Roses tomorrow. Jeez. Yeah, I'm going to Guns N' Roses tomorrow. And I I, I just saw a picture of Axel backstage in 1989 with the Rolling Stones. And I forgot about that leather jacket where the bones were on the outside of it. Oh. Where he had the bones painted on it. Because that's rock and roll. Man, I got my bones on the outside of my jacket. <laughs> I, dude, my jacket's got bones. That's how you know, dude. I'm sinister. I'm a rock dude. I got bones on my clothes. Once upon a time, dude, they were the most dangerous band on the face of the planet, right? I mean, why wouldn't you have your bones on the outside of your clothes, dude? That's, that's what dangerous people do. Yeah, that's what, that, that's what dangerous rockers do. Grow your hair long and have your bones on your clothes. <laughs> I, uh, that was an iconic Axel look, though. I mean, he's Skull ring, maybe, them, too. Right? You, you know? need a skull ring. I'm being told that the liberals gathering to scream their heads off at the sky isn't going to do anything in Washington, but it probably makes those who show up feel better and supported by one another. It's basic sociology, and maybe that's enough. 
being a crybaby helps nobody ever. Um, Least of all yourself. If you want to feel better about things and you want to express your feelings, you want to feel better about it, go see a therapist, a professional who will help you work through those feelings the proper way. So you can actually work through them, not just scream your head off. Nice try, though. Nice try, Facebook. Nice try. Kid Rock says he's going to stick to what he knows, Fantone. He says, F no, I'm not running for Senate. He told the Detroit Free Press that. He says, who couldn't figure this out? Kid Rock said mulling over a Senate run was the worst advice I'd ever given myself. He says, but it's been the most creative thing I've ever done. That might be true. He says, and I've gotten to see everyone's true colors. Now, rumors of Rock's potential Senate run began this last summer. In a statement released on his website in July, The Rocker announced a new initiative to create a nonprofit organization for the promotion of voter registration. While he continues to explore the idea of challenging the incumbent in 2018. So he was going to raise the money, right? Is essentially what he was going to do. He was going to try to raise the money and he was going to try to get people organized for his voting efforts. But I'm thinking what's happening here is he's seen that this isn't going to be as easy of a road as he thought and thought better of it. And instead of getting your ass kicked, then maybe he doesn't do it. Now, I was with you. I thought Michigan loved him enough to where he was going to walk away with it and win. But he must be finding out that he can't win, right? Um, I don't know if it's that it's the, he feels like he can't win. I think he probably has now kind of recognized that, number one, it's not going to be as easy as you thought. It is going to take work. It's going to take effort. It's going to take money. And then number two, I think there's probably a little bit of him that has talked to his good buddy, President Donald Trump, and is probably like, yo, dude, is this worth it? Like, all right, you just kind of did this. Is this worth it? And Trump was probably like, no, bro, do not do this. Like, are you kidding me? You have the you have the off ramp? Get off right now, right? I don't know what Trump was thinking. He had the best life ever. I mean, the like, best life ever. Being president would suck. That job would be awful. Even worse being a senator, probably. At least when you're the president, mm. you're one. You're one person. And if if, if, if if nothing else, you do have that spotlight on you. If you make yourself a senator, all you're doing is doing work and everyone, literally Everyone hates you. As a celebrity, that would be awful. I think it would be easier to be a senator if you were just some guy who was senator because I think most people don't pay attention to what you're doing. Small business owner, you know, some guy from the community, maybe a dentist in the area, mayor of Canton, Ohio. You know, you decide to move forward with your political aspirations, and I still think I still think it would suck. But like, at least you're right there. At least it's something. But dude, you're Kid Rock. You've already got a fantastic life, like what, and, and and a ton of influence. Like, what are you doing this for? Everybody, right, everybody's going to be paying attention to what Kid Rock does as Senator because he's Kid Rock, and they're all going to be sitting there waiting for you to make this huge gaffe, and people are just going to be sitting around waiting for you to fail. It's a lot of what's happening with Donald Trump. Now, again, he does not do anything to quiet any of those haters down. If anything, Trump likes the fact that they're out there running their mouths about him. He pours gasoline on said fires. I think Trump's presidency could be a lot less controversial if he would just be a lot less controversial. I think by now, if he would just stop instigating people, the hatred for him would have died down. That's how, how he made his name, though. That's how he made his bones. Yeah, like, but you're here. Yeah, I, and I get that. But you're here now. Like, you have the gig now. You, you don't need them anymore. And there's no consequence. Why would I change my behavior? You know what I mean? When there's that's, nothing. That's true. There, that cannot be denied. I guess maybe I'm being smart about it. 
and saying, I'm here now. This is my job now. And I can do all these things I wanted to do, but if I do it like every other president in the history, which is shh, quietly, don't tell any of the American public so we can continue to screw them over, left or right, because they both have done it to you. They both have screwed you over every chance they get, because that's the gig. If he would just stop just a little bit, only tweet like twice a week, you could be getting, dude, he could be getting away with murder right now, because Americans are fat, dumb, and lazy. And if we if he didn't just keep riling everybody up, he could get away with bloody murder. But I'm with you. I think Kid Rock would be under a microscope because he's Kid Rock. I like how he kind of pulled up. I was just joking. I really didn't mean it. Like, yeah, I said it, but I was just joking. Yeah, that's the I've been hacked and that's why you got right, D-picks. Right, right. That's like I mean, there's like, dude, when you ask your girlfriend like, "Oh, yeah, can I put it there?" and you're like, "No, I didn't really mean that." I'm just joking with you. Yeah, same exact thing. No, you can't put Kid Rock there. You're not allowed to put Kid Rock there. We have what people claim is the golden trio of the female orgasm. This is how you can make sure 100% positive she orgasms. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. This is an iHeartRadio station. And this Halloween weekend, iHeartRadio is a treat for you. Yes, I'm being paid to read this. <laughs> Open the iHeartRadio app Halloween weekend and get a free preview of iHeartRadio All Access. That means you get everything. Search and play any song instantly. Unlimited skips in your own custom artist stations. You can create your own playlist or you can download the music straight to your phone okay. and listen to it offline, which is important. Like if you're thinking about travel, like I'm going to travel in December I'm flying to Vegas. That's important. Like you want to be able to put the music on the phone, actually be able to listen to it offline. That way while I'm on the plane, I can listen to it. So I probably am going to do that. So check that out. Halloween weekend. Yeah, it's, iHeartRadio. it's pretty smart. I mean, you know, iHeartRadio is available for free, but we've also have the all access option to give that out for free this weekend. You know, get a little taste of it. I like it. A couple of women have come together for a sex study. All right. This is women. And they're looking to track down the female orgasm. Now, guys, I'm just telling you, and I have math here to prove it. Most of the time you have sex with your wife and or girlfriend, she does not get off. That's just the way it is. 65% of the time, women orgasm. Only 65% of the time they orgasm during sex. I know you think you you got this, but you don't. According to these women in this sex study, we don't have this. I don't mean to say you, it's me too. But these two scientists have figured out the golden trio that will essentially, they say, guarantee an orgasm for her, which will obviously lead to better sex for you. Every time you say golden in this conversation, I think it's going somewhere Nobody's else. peeing on anybody. Okay. I All promise right. you nobody right. gets peed on. All right. That's good to know. Now, this woman says, I acknowledge that we women are notoriously difficult to get off. And she says, and I can't even deny the fact that vaginas are a little confusing. So we're here to give you the golden trio on how to help her orgasm every time you guys have sex. 
Um, and I, you're right. There's plenty of dudes out there. No, I know what I'm doing. I mean, there's going to be pointers. There's going to be new stuff, dude. Try this stuff out. Give it a shot. 30% of men actually think that intercourse is the best way for women to have an orgasm. And that is sort of a tragic figure, they say here, because it could not be any more incorrect. 30%? Let me just tell you, your penis doesn't even come to, into this equation on how to make her orgasm. 30% of guys think that that's the primary way. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course you can. I mean, there's plenty of women who are capable of orgasms through vaginal sex. But, like, if you think that that's, like, the one tried and true best best path, come on, guys. I'm just telling you, in this golden trio, your penis doesn't even come into it. Never once. The golden trio to make a woman orgasm is kiss her deeply, All right. go down on her, and use your hands. Like I said, your penis doesn't matter. <laughs> they don't even need it. Now that, I can't lie, stings a little. That one stings a little. But women are just triggered sexually differently than men are. Now, the thing is, though, is all those things include you. Like, the fact that it doesn't include your penis, don't get hang up on that too much. Well, that's what guys... Oh, dude, you mean to tell me you don't think that that's what guys are getting hung up on right now? That's naive. That's idealistic. You tell a man his penis doesn't matter when it comes to the sexual relations, then he's going to think to himself, then what do I even have this thing for? What am I so stressed out about this thing for? Stop being so stressed, guys. Again, right. Stop being so stressed out about it. Women rely on foreplay more for sex than men do. Like, you can kiss a man three times, he'll take his pants off, they want to have sex right now. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to. If you just say, hey, take your pants off, let's have sex. Most dudes are going to be like, rip them right off and be like, hey, here we go. Most younger guys. Anyway. But women are just different. You got to prime the you, you got to prime the engine there. It's like remember back in the day when you'd let a car run in the driveway to let the oil run through the engine a little bit before just pressing on the gas pedal. It's kind of the same system, same thing. And honestly, you should be leaning on oral sex. I preach the, the, the benefits of oral sex, both giving and receiving, as often as I can on this program. Because I think more of you need to be doing it. I think you'd enjoy your partner more. Both of you, men and women. And guys, I'm telling you, if you actually get this done, the whole my wife will only sleep with me once every three months goes away. Part yeah. of it is she's been married to you 15 years. She knows you're not any good at it. Right. So she's just going to be like, why? I'm going to just do this to get halfway there and be frustrated while you sleep. And now I'm stuck with Fallon all night. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Lip syncing? Well, especially as as you get deeper into your relationship, it's not even maybe that you're no good at it. It's just that you've gotten into like the rut of it. You've just gotten into the habits of your it. Your three moves. Right. And you know what you're doing and you know like, alright, well this is how I can easily get this done with and be asleep right before the late night shows come on. And it's like, guys... You, I mean, now listen, every every time you have sex isn't going to be like Kama Sutric, you know, magical, tantric sex. No, sometimes like, you got 15 minutes. But 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 make the most out of those 15 minutes, and the most important thing in that 15 minutes is to make sure that she enjoys herself, so the next time you have that 15-minute opportunity, she's not going to be like, eh, I'll just unload the dishwasher. She's going to be like, you know what? Let's go bang it out for a minute. Come on. They, they, they studied over 52,000 women for this, and again, the golden trio of the orgasm is kiss her deeply. Perform oral sex on her and use your hands. Honestly, I think you should make it your goal 
to have that orgasm taken care of before penetrative sex even happens. Before, like, really? before, yeah. I mean, that's a like, good. That's a good system. It's, it's to have that goal. Now, if it doesn't happen necessarily, it's like, okay, well, hopefully, I can get this done on the back in the back nine. But like, you right out of the gate, you got to put your starters out there. That way, she's taken care of. You know that once you reach the peak, that's the end of the night. Where this gets tricky is not in relationships. This doesn't get tricky with like a woman you're dating. Or with a woman right. that you're married to. Right. This gets tricky when you're taking women home from the bar. Because as much as I, again, I will scream the benefits as often as I can about oral sex, both giving and receiving. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Okay? But I'm not going to perform oral sex on every woman I go home with. Uh-uh. It's just one of those things. Now, if I'm dating you, I'm probably like, dude, there, there's a good rule of thumb. If you won't put your mouth on it, don't date her. That's a good rule of thumb. Like, if you're still sitting there like, you know what, I don't know if my mouth goes there, then maybe that's not the right girlfriend for you. Yeah, that's fair. That's That's, a good rule of thumb, right? That's fair. Like, you know what I mean? Because, dude, people are pretty, you know, like, they're pretty strict about where their mouth goes. You know what I mean? It's amazing. You'll throw your penis anywhere. But your mouth is like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, I I mean, I know why people feel that way. It's like, well, if I get herpes, it's going to suck. But if I get them on my face, it's going to suck considerably more. But no, I, I mean, I take your point there. I'm a big fan. I think it's, dude, it's, well, A, it's easier. It's fun. I, I dude, I, I believe in this system. I believe this three system, but I got to be honest with you. I'm walking away from the conversation feeling like my penis isn't powerful and I don't like it. All right, so you and I in different like sexual situations here. Me with my girlfriend, this is all very easy to do, enjoyable to do. You're taking somebody home from Buzzbin. Um, all right, so you feel a little bit hesitant about oral sex. The second step, do you feel like that deep kiss, like what they're looking for there is for you to make her feel comfortable and to make her feel wanted? Charm and disarm. Do you feel like that's a... a, a, a that's a, easier. That's easier? Okay. That's easier to fake and mimic. Okay. I can I can I can deeply kiss you and convince you that you matter. I'm not sure I could not comfortably go down on somebody that I was like, eh, wow. Eh, I don't know about that one. It's not a deep kiss is not the same thing as saying I love you. It's not, but there is a little bit of comp- it's a, it's no. comparable. It's There's- yeah, it's it, it's in the ballpark yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, you're right. And honestly, I I <laughs> now I feel like a creep. I like how I think a deep kiss is more indicative of like a love-like feeling as opposed than to penetration. oral sex. I'm just like, yeah, oral sex, yeah, whatever. I mean, like, sure. But there, there is something about that. It's, where it's just such an easy trick in the bag. I don't like when I hear guys tell me they don't do that with like. As a matter of fact, I had a boss once who was not allowed to look at pornography. His wife viewed it as cheating. Crazy, right? And then I found out through further conversations that oral sex was not part of their sex life. And I wanted to grab her and say, why do you think your husband's looking at porn? Why do you think it is? You think guys still want to masturbate at 40? The answer is no. But they do it because honestly, they feel as if they can't get what they're after. Because women have this theory, a lot of them anyway. Well, I married you. Like, you know, I hear women say this a lot. I haven't gone down on a guy since college. That's why your wife. That's why your husband's banging the secretary. Because um, the secretary will do it. Now every couple is going to have their thing. Um, yeah, maybe but, it's oral sex isn't your thing. But, but you do have a responsibility to each other and to your committed relationship there to like get the sacrifice for your partner. And if he's like, "Yo, this is what I really want," like you don't have to do it all the time or anything. But like, don't be surprised when he's disgruntled when you are not 
you're not catering to his sexual needs, and he needs to cater to yours just as much. I mean, it's a two-way street there, but, like, you can't be, I mean, you can be, but, like, it's stupid to be frustrated with your partner when it's like, well, what, what have you done for me recently? Brian wants to know, where's the golden trio to make a man orgasm? Well, Brian, if you stare at a penis long enough, it's going to do it. Like, that's the thing. Like, a, a, a penis yeah. is very, a man's very easy to get off. Yeah, I mean, what's... <laughs> very rarely. I think, I think it's maybe twice in my life where I was having sex and I could not reach climax. And it was because, honestly, one of them, I was like 19, and we had sex like 26 times that day. Right. And I was just like, just keep like hammering at it. It's like certain the dude, just physics won't let that happen. Yeah, everything else was Physiology's chemi- like, nah, dude, that ain't happening. Everything else was chemically induced there, I mean, where you couldn't reach right. there. It's not like... I, honestly, I don't know if there is a golden rule to that. It's like, just touch it. Okay, all right, it's going to happen here soon. It's a three-step system. It's three simple pulls, and then there you are. But the golden trio of female orgasm. Again, kiss her deeply. Perform oral sex on her. And use your hands. You don't even need to take that penis out of the drawers, man. Just leave it right there. She don't even need it. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. popcorn welcome back to the Sansbury show on rock 106.9 it's rivalry uh, week uh, this week here in Stark County as a matter of fact this coming Saturday McKinley takes on Maslin and uh, we're doing a pre-show party pre-game party rather we'll be at the TDs on West Husk from 11 to 1 getting you uh, pumped up for the game and two dollar two dollar Coors Light Pints I'll be honest with you yeah it, uh, it feels different to me to Encourage people to drink before a high school event. It, I mean, right? I mean, look, I, I, I'm going to do it, all right? But it, it feels strange to me. Hey, dude, it's a high school event unlike any other on the face of That's the planet. That's true. Dude. You can bet on it. Yeah, I was going to say, Bulldogs taking on the Tigers. I haven't seen the line yet. I'll have to look at that during the break and find out what the line is. I'm going to assume that, number one, it being at Benson Stadium, and number two, McKinley being the better football team this year. I'm going to assume that the Bulldogs are getting some points, but I do not know yet either. All of Maslin's like, dude, F you, Fantone, you son of a bitch. Wait, wait, wait. Well, who's better? McKinley. McKinley is better? Yeah. Okay, so you think the Tigers get points then? Yes, yes. Okay, yes, all right. right. I say it wrong I, yeah, yeah, you had it inverted, and I was like, well, wait, wait a second, idiot. <laughs> I, need to know which, I need to know which way to bet. No, yeah, I think Tigers get points. Yeah, I, dude, I got friends that live in Maslin that can, that are convinced Nate Moore's going to get fired. They're convinced. Um, I think they've already lost two games this year, and if they lose, it doesn't. it's just like Ohio State and Michigan. Whatever else happens kind of matters, but it kind of doesn't. You just have to win this game, so I'm sure there's a little bit of like, you know, both, uh, both both Nate Moore and uh, Dan Reardon there. I'm sure both those guys feel like all the pressure in the world on each on them on right now. That's got to be a huge moment when you get that gig, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Either of those jobs. Man. I mean, They're it's huge. a small fraternity. Right. And and I mean, you've got you know just all of the all all of that history, all of the you know the 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 pride of two communities. Yeah, those are huge shots. The hatred of another one. Yeah, yeah. there's people ready to kill you. <laughs> I saw. I follow um, Maslin's coach's wife on Twitter. Yeah, everybody and, does. Yeah, and I saw that the coaches and their wives like did something over this past weekend. Like they had like dinner together. And oh, that's kind cool. Of, like you know, just one of those things. That, Breaking bread there, right? Where it's like the two coaches will like. 
will break bread, will have some sort of relationship with each other where the people in the communities do just want to stab each other. We're just like, no, you son of a bitch. I had a guy say to me yesterday, he will not spend money in Maslin. No matter what, says I will not do it. Really? Says I. I he's like f that city. I won't spend money in mass. Driving through Tiger Town, you need a little bit of gas, not stopping. It's like Woody Hayes. <laughs> I remember like Woody Hayes from Ohio State. Like the, the, the like the bus broke down on the way home from Michigan. He made the players push the bus over the state line before they bought gas. It was in the book. Like, dude, that's nuts. Yeah, like, it these, is. That that's is. rivalry. So, but you can uh, you can join us. That will be this Saturday, 11 to 1. Rock 1069 will be on hand, myself included. Uh, we'll be at the TDs on West Tusk from 11 to 1, getting you all pumped up for the game there. So before the break, we were talking about the golden trio of female orgasm and what you need to do to get it done. And uh, so women reached out during the break. Kayla says, how did men not know those three rules to make us orgasm, which were kiss us deeply, or them, sorry. I don't know why I'm throwing me into the women category there. Kiss me deeply. But kiss them deeply, perform oral sex, and use your hands. She's like, dude, are guys dumb? Do you guys not know that? Yes, Kayla, they are dumb. They are terrible. We're the dumbest people on the face of the planet. Christy writes in and says, if you don't put your mouth on it, don't date it. Stansbury, that's solid advice. That's the reason why I listen every morning. Well, thank you, Christy. We appreciate that. And then Leanne writes in. She goes, I think those three things are wrong. Okay. She goes, I don't really like oral sex. I don't like when a guy performs oral sex on me. She's like, just kiss me deeply. And she's like, but give me the penis. She's like, I need the penis. Long D it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Leanne was like, no, no. <laughs> need that stroke game on it. What is Nate Moore's wife's Twitter handle? Do you know it? Uh, People are asking me what it is. She's hot. I'll give you that. Like, uh, Rebecca Moore is her name. I don't yeah. know what exactly yeah, you what can the Twitter look, handle is. You can look it up on uh, you know through Twitter. <laughs> do your but, own creeping, you guys. Yeah. Like, why are you asking me to right. do that? Be a sick weirdo on your own. <laughs> what do you need our help for? So you, you know, I don't. I, honestly, I don't want to make light of this because there is. We do have to talk about a sick creep weirdo, and. Uh, well, and his bassist, Marilyn Manson, uh, has split with his longtime bassist and guitarist, Jordy White, better known to the world as Twiggy Ramirez. Because Twiggy, who's been in Manson's band forever. Forever, dude. I since mean, since I, the beginning, right? Since I've known about Marilyn Manson. like He's been accused of wait, uh, rape, sorry, uh, Twiggy Ramirez has. Here's Marilyn Manson's quote. I have decided to part ways with Jordy White as a member of Marilyn Manson. He will be replaced for the upcoming tour. I wish him well. On Instagram, Manson also added, this is a sad day, which I would imagine it would be to have to like walk away from a friend like that. No matter what they did, it still would be uh, like a sad day. Of course, you'd be thinking about what he did and, and that. Now, Jessica Adams accused Twiggy Ramirez of rape and abuse in a Facebook post from October 20th. She's in the band. She's the singer of the band Jack Off Chill. Adams de- detail, sorry. Sorry about that. The tumultuous relationship with Twiggy Ramirez. It began in the early 90s, she says, when she was 18. But over time, according to Adams, his temper grew worse and his violence towards her escalated from emotional abuse and fat shaming into physical attacks. Adams claimed that White raped her when he returned home on a break from tour with Manson while opening up for Nine Inch Nails. I knew at that point that Jordy had not been faithful on tour including being with women who I, to this day, respect and consider my musical contemporaries. All this led to an argument I never saw coming. He forced me on the floor with his hand around my neck. I said no. I said it so loud enough that my roommate came rushing in from the other room to get him off of me. But I had been raped. I had been raped by somebody I thought I loved. 
In her post, Adams spoke about the feelings of guilt and shame that followed her and the aftermath of the alleged attack, which obviously does happen. Of course. Which is why people don't automatically, because I know that's what some guys are thinking right now. Why didn't you call 911 right away? Well, that's why. Shame, don't ever, ever underestimate what shame can do to somebody or what it will stop them from doing. Shame is an incredible, powerful force. Don't forget that. It's an important, that's an important step in this. Got to give Manson a little bit of credit here, right? I mean, I know there are people that are going to say, like, well, shouldn't we wait to punish people until they're found guilty? I don't think you can anymore. I, I think public perception now is so powerful and that social media is so powerful that if it looks like even for a moment you're going to stand by somebody accused of this, you're going to you're going to be the one in trouble. And, you know, Marilyn Manson deciding who's in his band isn't the court of law. Yes, in the sense of the court of law, should should we wait for proof? And yes, of course, I'm not saying throw this dude in jail and lock it up and, and close the door, but you as a band or anything else or a place of business, you have the right to see that this happened and see even if it's just the allegations of it and decide to move forward. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think you did the right thing. It also goes to show you how complicated and how serious this issue is because a band like Marilyn Manson is, they thrive on controversy. They thrive on people standing outside the venues telling people they shouldn't go see this because of what it is and what it stands for and what they're about. But even they don't want this. You see what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. want Christian standing out there talking about how he's a Satanist and all that stuff because it drives ticket sales. But this is something, this is more complicated than that. This is awful. This is people not standing idly by and don't want to go watch and pay people who they feel have been guilty of this. I think this is going to be the next wave of this, is going to be the rock star. I think you're going to start seeing women who used to be considered to be groupies coming out of the woodwork to tell you how while being backstage, they were sexually harassed, touched, maybe even raped by a singer-songwriter. And having worked in a couple concert venues, I've heard more than enough stories about girls coming from backstage parties and talking about how, well, yeah, I went back there, and yeah, I went to meet somebody there, but it didn't mean I wanted to be groped. I mean, I've heard this happening. So I think this will be the next wave of this. will be our favorite rock stars now are going to be plucked from the sky and be made to pay for what they've done. I think this is going to be the next movement of this. We have $1,000. We'll give it to you at 810 on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. I spent the commercial break and Aerosmith. A lot of time on the program uh, looking for the line on the McKinley Massling. Okay. And I can't find it. I went and checked MGM Mirage, which is the sports book uh, my brother and I use most. Uh, I checked the West End, which is like the biggest sports book in Vegas. Check that. Nobody has the line. Have you even Googled whether or not you can do it? Snopes says yes, absolutely you can. Snopes actually, though, says that. I can't believe I'm going to say this right now. Don't. Snopes says that this game is not the biggest rivalry game in high school football in the country. Apparently, there's a matchup that happens every year in Boston. It's been going on since, I guess, Jesus came down, placed the, okay. field, placed the ball on the field, okay. and they've been doing it forever. No, apparently, it's Boston Latin versus somebody else. And okay. it's like that. They claim that's the biggest high school football game in the country. Now, if you would have told me it was a team, two teams out of Texas or something like that. I'd be that, like, yeah, okay, maybe. All right, maybe yeah. some I don't know about, but 
I don't know. I've, I've, I've never heard of this before. I cannot find the. Uh, I cannot find the line. I would like to bet that game actually. Um, maybe it's the fact that you know. I, maybe I, somebody shut it down. I said earlier that that Maslin had lost two games, and somebody quickly corrected me online. Said uh, they've lost three, idiot. Um, so maybe it's one of those things where it's not going to be competitive enough for it to be that line. Oh. Oh, maybe McKinley just comes out, blows him up by 35. We're all home early on Saturday. Cliff wrote right back in. He says, yes, Fantone. I'm not even buying gas in Maslin. (laughs) Cliff wrote in yesterday. was like, dude, I don't spend money in Maslin unless I absolutely have to. Okay. He says he refuses to do it. Now, for the most part, I guess I can understand that. But there's some things in Maslin that are like exclusive to Maslin that I got to go for, dude. I'm not driving all the way up to the strip to go to Target. And I'm not. There's no hotheads in, 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 in Canton proper. So, like... I guess I can go to the one in green. Green. I was going to say, what's exclusively Maslin? Erie Street? Yeah, I mean, there's those joints, yeah. like Cosmos and stuff like that. And, like, those, like, those town, Erie Street's awesome. Like, those way. town bars and restaurants. But I'm just saying, like, there's other stuff in Maslin I feel like I exclusively have to go to. But to me, and what always gets me into Maslin is my girlfriend's like, well, let's go to Target and Panera. And I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so, like, that's what I do like that me. Target. Yeah. I do like that Target. That Target is nice. I, you know, I don't have an issue with Maslin. I haven't lived here long enough, I guess. I mean, it's been, like, almost four years. Like, I don't, I guess maybe, I, I wasn't born and raised here, so I don't have, like, the hatred of one city and the love of another. It all just feels like Canton to me, to be honest with you. Yes. I, mean, I know Maslin just went, F you, man. That's why we don't like you. Star, Stark County as a whole is the same place to me, but uh, I, I. It's I, all just one big episode of Roseanne. I definitely. That's I, all it is. I definitely identify with Canton more, but it's not to say that I hate Maslin. No, Maslin's I don't, fine. I don't hate you guys. No, Maslin's fine. As a matter of fact, my buddy Seth, who lives there. Yeah. Is constantly trying to dragoon me to Maslin. Okay, he's like, dude, he's like, you got to get out of Canton. It's like Maslin's better. Oh, he's saying like, get get there. Like, yeah, no, he's like, dude, you got to get out of there. You got to get out of Canton. You got to move to Maslin. He claims I can rent a house cheaper there, but my problem is like this morning. All right, I woke up very late for me this morning. Right, and I looked at the clock and I was like, oh my god, and I like grabbed the first thing on the floor, put it on my body, and then ran out the door. And I was able to make it here because I lived 10 minutes away from the radio station. Yeah, but I mean, there's that's going to be a part of the equation. But at nowhere in Maslin, I feel like you're probably 20 minutes away. Even on like the west side of Maslin. You Is that just, right? Yeah, you can just like hop on the freeway and get up here pretty quick. Now, Canton's certainly closer, but I think you, I mean, you're never going to be more... I don't think you'd ever be more than a half an hour, not even. Probably more, no more than 20 minutes away, even, even on the far side there. Dude, west side of Maslin, that's weird, dude. Once you get over the top of the viaduct, things get weird over there. That's where my buddy lives. Things get strange. That's where my buddy lives. My girlfriend works there, and it's just like it's like it's like going into like the twilight zone or something. Really? Man. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think a lot of people like call that the line, and like they just kind of don't come past it. Like they don't come down the down the down the hill into downtown, and I don't know. It's weird. I'm afraid to say what I want to say right now. Say it. <laughs> say it. I do feel like there's a difference. I feel like. Not looking around the area, I feel like sometimes I can spot a masculine person in a crowd. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes okay. I feel like I can. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I can tell. Like, I, when you go into a bar in masculine, sometimes you can tell it's like, okay, yeah, I'm no longer in camp. And I can't explain it. 
I don't know what it is. You don't look any worse. No. It's it's no, nobody's better or worse, but it does feel like there's a difference. You can do the exact same thing with chicks from Canton South. Like you know exactly when a chick is from Canton South, and like I well, don't yeah, know. Yeah, you weigh them. I don't know what the line is there, but somewhere there. Dude, my buddy Dustin's gonna get so mad. <laughs> he hates when we bag on Canton South. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know why I do it. I don't even know where Canton South begins. <laughs> I might live there for Christ's sake. I don't even know. Gatsby's, I think, is the unofficial line, dude. You go past Gatsby's. And things get a little it, bit different. Okay, now I'll be honest with you. That's where I view Canton South to start. Is the Gatsby's <laughs> drive breezeway drive through whatever the hell that thing is. That line is like the Mason Dixon of this date. Dustin claims though, Cameo Burger and Maslin's like the best reason to go there. Yeah, Cameo is good. I've never had it. Donnie also says that it's really good. I've never had it. I Cameo's keep meaning good. to go. It's no, it's one of those. It's one of those like just like Cosmos. It's just one of those masculine places that you can't get elsewhere. So no, it's worth checking out. Yeah, I will definitely check that out. We have a thousand dollars up for grabs with our uh, well, thousand dollar giveaway. <laughs> Let's get you hooked up with that money right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword cash to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirmed. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Kevin says Fantone is absolutely right. I'm a West Sider, and it's so true. We do not cross over the viaduct. They don't go over it. I don't know what it is, man. But uh, my girlfriend drew attention to it and, and was like, dude, it's weird because she works on the west side of Maslin. And like, they just get into their habits. They don't come over. They feel like they're getting too close to Canton. And, and I guess the viaduct's the cutoff. I'm also being told that south of Taco Bell on Cleveland is where Canton South starts. Now, that does feel like the good line there. Okay. All right. That feels like a decent line of where Canton South starts. I love that Taco Bell, by the way. Is that the one? I That's the one I use most often. Okay. Oh, I guess that is closer to your That's place. closest to me, yeah. Okay. Yeah, driving all the way up Tusk wouldn't make sense for you. So I use that one uh, down there a lot. I like it. Was that the one where there was the kid that was working that, that kid you were was so great. proud of? Okay. That kid was great. I found a $15 an hour fast food employee. at the, I haven't seen him since, but that kid was awesome. Everybody else in there was like freaking out, crying because how busy they were. And he just consummate professional, just getting it out. I would assume he's probably taking those professional skills, maybe move forward with his life. Maybe I think he's, maybe he's got a white shirt on now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe he's a shift manager now or something. Who knows? He may have. That kid was awesome. He was so good at his job. Mike Clark is telling me that Maslin is Kid Rock from 2004 <laughs> and Canton is Bubba Sparks from 2001. I don't even know what he means, but I know it's funny. Mike Clark, uh, one of the, uh, with the big wigs over there at the Canton Charge, was talking to him actually yesterday. Uh, exciting stuff happening with the Canton Charge. Oh my God, this is the GM. Mike, glad you're listening, buddy. Oh, I love that. Oh, I like having him on board. Which, yeah. by the way, we're getting in bed with the charge pretty heavily this year. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was like the first day of uh, official tryouts. They should know from a week from today who's on the team, who's not on the team, what's happening there. But I'm really excited, man. You can join us this uh, Saturday as we'll be at TD's on West Tusk from 11 to 1. A little pregame action for the Bulldogs versus Tigers game there. We'll get you hooked up with Coors Light Pints, just two bucks. There's a story circulating that I think makes all the sense in the world, but it seems like a lot of people are upset about this, and I don't get it. All right. All right. And they're looking to increase the price, the entrance fee of national parks. And I think we probably should. Like all things, inflation comes for all things. And they say now, like if you go to the, excuse me, if you go to the Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, Yosemite, or other parks, 
What happens now, if you go and buy a car, Fantone, yeah. the driver's required to pay $30 for everybody in the vehicle. So okay. for a carload of people, you're talking 30 bucks to get into a national park, which to me seems like a bargain. And I'll tell you why here in a second. Now, you can enter other national parks for a little less, like Canyonlands and Utah, which is awesome. I constantly sing the praises of Utah. If you get a chance to go, go to Utah. You'll love it. All right? But Canyonlands... You enter for $25 per car load, and a pedestrian walking through the gate is 10 bucks. Now, to me, that seems like a bargain for a national park, okay? But Tuesday's proposed price increase is coming after the Park Service raised the cost of lifetime senior passes from $10 to $80. That's a lifetime pass. That's a lot. I mean, that's a huge change. That's a big yeah, jump. jump yeah. It's a big jump in money. I think a lifetime pass for 80 bucks for the national parks, if you live close, is probably worth it. Yeah. If you lived in Utah or you know in Colorado where like you know what I mean or Arizona with the Grand Canyon, if you live near there, that would be worth the money. Or if you're a retired person and you're a, you know an RVer, you're out there you know hauling hauling ass all across America, and you could stop by all of those. It makes sense. So they're looking to make this around seventy bucks, is what it would be. It would be seventy dollars per vehicle. Motorcyclists would have to pay fifty, while people on foot or bikes would would be thirty bucks. Now the park services claim that this would bring in an additional $70 million per year, and they claim that the money is badly needed. The agency says, and it would be used for improvements of the aging infrastructure of national parks, which I would imagine does need to be done. This includes the roads in them, bridges, campgrounds, water lines, bathrooms, and other visitor services. Now, here's how I'm going to make this okay. If Cedar Point costs me 60, then the earth that can wow me should be 70 bucks. I guess the, the, the argument against it at that point would be like, well, there's stuff at Cedar Point that takes, you know, like you need you need more more things happening at Cedar Point to make sure that it's safe on a day-to-day basis versus at the national parks where it's like the trees. Yeah, I mean, you can fall tree, off a railing. Tre- trees are already there. You know what I'm saying? You can fall off the railing at Cedar Point, but like they have to, you know what I mean? I get that the... That the upkeep, I guess. I can get that the... The hippie statement will be, it's the earth, man, and it's a park. It should be free and all of God's creatures and all that. But, dude, here's why you you want it to cost money. Because if they're profitable, then the government won't take them away and build something else there. Um. Uh, you know they they and of course, dude. Yes, it's going to take money that you have to pay rangers. You have to pay. You're right for like railings. Do you have any like idea that. how expensive it is to to staff uh, those places? Uh, it's got to be a ton of money. Uh, a million different things that need money. So I'm not necessarily. Uh, there are things that should be incredibly expensive for the government and cheap for you, like education. Like public school should be incredibly expensive for the government and yet cheap for you and free to you. I just don't think that's education. Parks I don't like that. I don't think the parks are that. No, I, I they're on the fringe of it. Yes, but as a, and I'm a park enthusiast. When I go to Vegas for Christmas, we will go to Utah. We always go to Utah for a day, and I can't wait. If you go to any one of their five national parks, there they're the best in the country. I think, and it's worth the money every time. I I feel like this is, and of course you have the money's going to come from somewhere. This isn't just like, well, it's a park and it's free. But like, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of one of those things that like taxes should take care of, and then you should just be able to go. Well, that's true. I would agree that that's probably the way it should be. But the problem is, is that you won't people won't vote to raise their taxes to pay for this. 
You want to go, you want to be able to enjoy it, you just don't think you should have to pay for it because that's the American way. Give me everything, everything and free. I give you nothing. And I better not be inconvenienced at all while and, I'm standing here. Exactly. Like, it, better be, it better be damn well exactly. worth it. Um, I, but the Grand Canyon, let me tell you, if you don't think the Grand Canyon's worth 70 bucks, it's because you've never seen it. It's because you've seen it on Google and go, it's a hole in the ground. And I was just like you until, I, until somebody took me and I went, oh my God. Like, seriously, that, like, national parks are that thing. They will jaw drop you. I, I, I want to come out against this because I feel like there's something there that's not right, but I just I can't put my finger on like why this is a, a, a step too far. I feel like it's probably too much money, but like if you get a carload of people, right, it's ten right. bucks a piece, right, five fifteen bucks a piece, right? You, you rent the McGregor fight, it's a hundred bucks. You invite ten buddies over, you got the thing covered, and much like the same thing. Like again, my brother and I will we love Utah. So like we'll take we'll put the entire family in there. We'll go. It'll be cold, obviously, but we'll go. We'll probably see Canyonlands. Maybe maybe we might go to Arches. We like Arches a lot. Zion is another park we absolutely love. And if he and I split this right between the right. two of us, it's now it's very economical as as compared to going to Cedar Point. Um, I, I guess maybe maybe a part of this is is like well you say that this is going to be an additional seventy million dollars a year until people are like uh, dude we're, you know what we don't you know we're already spending all this money to drive out there why are we even going if we're going to have to spend I think there's going to be at least some level of backlash people aren't going to be going to these parks as much probably not appreciating it as much kind of like you know well if I'm going to spend seventy bucks well we might as well go to Cedar Point because that way the kids aren't complaining they're not bitching about everything they get to go on a roller coaster they get lemonade they get all this stuff why would I spend seventy bucks hauling them into a, a park where they're just going to be like dude I don't have any Wi-Fi over here signal sucks and the stupid chipmunks over you know here. why. Because you do things for your kids that you realize that at 10 they might not get, but at 25 when you're dead and they're looking back on their life, they're going to be happy you took them. Doozy's tweeting in and says 70 bucks to look at a ditch. Again, you haven't been there. That's how I know you haven't been. Because if you've seen the Grand Canyon in person, you wouldn't call it a ditch. If you've been to Arches in Utah or Mount Zion or if you've been to those places, you wouldn't be like, it's rocks. It's the earth, and it's the last thing that can actually wow you. You're, you are so spoiled with digital images that you don't realize how special things are until you're actually there looking at it. Like, Zion's one of those places in life where you want to take pictures, but sometimes you can't because you're just sitting there looking at it like, oh, my God, I can't believe how beautiful this place is. I think 70 bucks for a national park. Honestly, America, you're entitled and spoiled like no, like no other nation. I've ever seen. You should absolutely have to pay for these things. How do you think we get park rangers? It's by salaries. Local parks? Should if I'm if I'm trying to go up to a local park, if I'm trying to go to Sippo Park, should I have to pay? I have no idea what's in Sippo Park. <laughs> I I don't. Is it the whale? Is that what's there? Is that I, what's but, but I mean any park. I mean like any park has has something that costs money to Like the Metro Parks, like, you think you're asking yeah, me whether I mean, or not should, people should have to charge for the Metro Parks? No. And and I'll be honest with you. They are less special than a national park. Are all national parks worth 70 bucks? I won't make that claim. But I've been to Canyonlands. I've been to Arches. I've been to Mount Zion. I have been to the Grand Canyon. All of those places were worth three times what I paid. I went to Zion once and been back three times. Like, Utah's one of those places you just go, Mormons, 18 wives, bunch of losers. But then you get there and it's like, oh my God, this place is awesome. Awesome. Utah's honestly one of the five states I would choose to live in. Oregon, here, there, Nevada, Arizona. Like those are like where I would choose to live. But Utah's fantastic. If you haven't been there, it's not a ditch. Go see national parks. They are absolutely 
every bit worth the price of admission. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show and Rock 106.9. You know, people are pointing out, you know, Stansbury, as you're talking about national parks and them being, you know, going to bump the price up to 70 bucks. The difference between there and Cedar Point is you're talking 70 bucks a carload versus 70 bucks a person. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Plus, it's, you know, it's a lifetime experience. I, uh, as I'm not like a tree hugger type person, but I believe strongly in national parks. I like going, I like visiting, I like seeing things, I like the earth. I think it's, I, I always say this, I think we're very, all of us are very spoiled um, in today's day and age with the fact that you can see like the internet, like in everything in the world at your fingertips and it makes nothing special until you actually get there and you're like, oh, this is why there's like 10 pages to, on the internet dedicated to this because it's awesome. And even the concept of like, well, I can go see trees outside. Like, yeah, you can. But like this past weekend, I went up to New York and uh, it's just different. It was. It was just it really was like as you get further and further up there, it's like, wow, it's, it's good for the soul. Something here. It's like car trips are good for the soul. Traveling's good for the soul. I just believe in that. I believe in moving around. I believe in seeing things in this country. I like traveling. I don't do it as much as I should or even could for that matter. But I believe in it. And I think, honestly, for everything else of what it costs, I, I, I think National Parks being 70 bucks is totally in bounds. I, I don't see a problem with that at all. I really don't. Coming up at 910, we'll get you hooked up with another $1,000. We do it every hour, starting at 6 o'clock in the morning, all the way till 10 p.m. every single weekday on Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity is at 910. Take that $1,000, take the family, go see Canyonlands in Utah. You could. It's awesome. I absolutely love Utah. I got bad news for Ohio. All right. Halloween's right around the corner. All right. And it turns out they have done the study and have figured out that Ohio is the worst state in the country for trick-or-treating in America. I thought you were just going to say period. Worst one in the whole country. Nah, I think there are a few worse than Ohio. But Ah. this is the worst state in the country for trick-or-treating. I would like to know what the criteria of this study are. Like, what they, happened? They here? say here, if you go trick-or-treating in Ohio, your candy bag's going to be a little light. Because the shop, uh, shopping app, Ibotta, looked at candy buying across the country the week before Halloween in both the, the years 2015 and 2016. The study also found that the best and worst days to buy your goodies based on price. Four days before Halloween is the best time to buy candy for Halloween, Fantone, as it will be around $1.94 per unit. They say the worst day is the day before Halloween when the average price is $2.75 per unit. Well, yeah, welcome to it. The stores understand, look, you're doing this because you want to get this done, and so like prices go up. It's much it, how like, gas will go up on Thursday because you're getting ready to drive around all weekend. Is Giant Eagle moving candy prices the day before? Would you notice? That's just it. Like You don't even know if they do it or not. So would you notice? I guess, but I mean, I just figured that would be kind of a headache for Giant Eagle to move it the day of. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got all this printed material out there. You got to, but I guess. Does the CEO of Giant Eagle carry it? No, it's like some, some stock boy has to go out there and change the prices on the day out. They don't care. They don't care at all. Now, the reason why they raise the price is because you're buying, it's impulse. They know. It's like, oh my God, that's right. Kids are going to knock on my door tomorrow. I better make sure I have this candy. So they move the pricing. And I think even if even if you're not in like a heavily trick or treated area, there is that little bit as October 31st gets closer. You're like, oh, a Reese's cup that's shaped like a bat. Oh my god! So I you have might want to wanna eat it. them. Right, 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 right. There is also that. That's for sure. Like my house, I won't get trick or treaters where I live. 
because I'm in that apartment building yeah. right there, and I just don't think that they think about it. Now, the houses next to me do. Like, the houses on my street do. But I've this will be, I think, my fourth Halloween down here, and I've never had anybody ring my doorbell. You've got ever. that. You've got that a gate and like a locked door too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I have a, a foyer harder. in my building, and so like, and our names aren't listed on the buzzers outside. As a matter of fact, nobody actually people that come to my house all the time don't even realize I have a buzzer that can let you in the building. They just call me and say, "Hey, I'm outside." Oh, I so like, I don't think I rec- realized that you had a buzzer either. Yeah, if you go up to the front door and look to the right, that. yeah, there's a buzzer on the door. They say Ohio. Here's how they figured it out. For the worst and best states to trick or treat in, they did it on the average the person spent in the state on Halloween candy. Okay, give me a guess on what you think Ohio. Now we were the worst state the worst in the country state. at this. Give me a guess on what you thought the average Ohioan would spend on Halloween candy. I'm like Halloween candy, all the Halloween candy I give this out. This is for trick or treaters. Twenty five to thirty bucks. You're way off. Okay, and you're way high. Okay, the well, average Ohioan. Spends eleven dollars and twenty two cents on Halloween candy. How? Well, I guess maybe if you live in a place that doesn't have a lot of trick or treaters, it's an average. So, you know, a lot of people are going cheap, buying dumb dumbs and smarties, smarties, generic dumb dumbs and generic smarties. Yeah, that's the best way to get your house egged. That's the best way to do it. Don't wait. Not anymore, though. You're not allowed to candy shame people. Don't candy shame them. Don't do that. I I, I don't know. I probably bought in like. Because I live in, I live in, like, I live on the southwest side in a neighborhood, and I know I'm going to have, this is the first year Halloween that we're oh, doing here. that street's going to be busy. I'm going to have a ton of trick-or-treaters. Yeah, Just are. because all the houses are, like, right on top of each other, it's all flat back there. You can easily go up one side of the street, go down the other, go up to the next street, go one down the other. And so I assume that I'm going to have a ton, and I don't know, I've bought, in like, five-plus bags of candy at this part, and uh, I'm probably going to have to buy more. So I think I'm already 25 plus bucks in on this. I can't believe people are only spending 11. Now I guess maybe if you live in like a rural area and you're not, you don't have that many trick or treaters. But like, I, 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 I mean, I know I'm going to spend more, spend more than 25 bucks. Care to guess on what? Who was the best state in the country at spending money on trick or treaters? Uh, I'm going to guess. Uh, uh, let's go with New York. No, I don't have. I all I have is the worst and the best. Okay. So I don't know where New York fell. I don't know where California is. I don't know where like the affluent states are. But Oregon is the is the country's best state for Halloween trick or treaters. Now Ohioans spent on average eleven dollars and twenty two cents on Halloween candy, making us the worst state. Okay. Oregon, the average person, and I could believe this having lived there. They were they were nuts about Halloween there. Much like we're crazy about St. Patrick's Day, right. Oregon could care less about St. Patrick's Day. They didn't care at all. Like, I was like, what do you mean we're not all going? They were said, dude, we don't do this. We don't care about this at all. But Halloween, they went berserk. The average person in Oregon spends $41 on candy. Like, that seems excessive to me. Yeah, I mean, and you got to think there's, if you're going to be the kind of person who spends 40 plus bucks on candy, you're going to be the kind of person who's going to go over the top with um, uh, decorations and stuff like that. And you probably have like a haunted house in your front yard that costs you $5,000. But dude, like, what are you giving away? You're giving, I mean, that's got to be full size candy bars at that point. That's a good house. I mean, dude, that was the best house, man. You got a full size candy bar at a place lost your mind. I forget, it was a Bill Burr that was always talking about how he was going to do that. How he was going to get full-size candy bars. My candy will break your bag! And, like, throwing it in there. It's like, I got an ACDC pumpkin out there. You ever seen one of those? You haven't. Tell all your friends where you saw that. 
He's always going off about Halloween. I, uh, I'll be honest with you. And I've, I've gotten into this a lot and probably will into, up until Halloween. I didn't get to partake in Halloween as a kid. Uh, raised by religious weirdos. Wasn't allowed to do it. I got to be honest with you. I kind of wish I was passing out candy for Halloween that night. Like, as much as I don't want my own children, right. and I find when your kids cry in Applebee's, I want to smack you, the parent, not the kid. Like, what the hell's the matter with you? Get, better, you know, get a tighter grip on your horses. But, like, there's something about that that I want to do. Like, I want, I want to be, because I get excited about food. And so, like, I want to be, I, I want to see the excitement on some little chubby fat kid's face. Like, dude, Batman's not supposed to be 300 pounds, kid, but here's a Snickers. <laughs> well, Sunday from 3 to 5, that's when it's going down, not Tuesday. It's Sunday from 3 to 5. It's this Sunday. This Sunday from 3 to 5. Oh, well, golf's going down see, Sunday 3 to 5. My, my, my thought with you is, though, is that you're going to have this, like, oh, I'm going to give this little fat Batman, I'm going to give him a Snickers bar, and he's going to be so happy, and he's going to be so excited. But fat Batman has been walking up and down the street all day trying to get candy bars. He's well, he's get still to fat Batman. House. He needs like five, six more laps. <laughs> he's going to get to your house. You're going to give him that candy bar. He's not going to care. And then all of a sudden, dude, front page of the Canton Repository, local media personality punches fat seven-year-old Batman. What do you mean you don't care about this? It's my favorite candy. That Batman, he's just fat. He doesn't care. No such thing as bad press, <laughs> right? I mean, there's no such thing as bad press. I can just see me answering the door, chocolate smudges down my face, <laughs> talking about how I don't have candy. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, dude, Reese's cups are the best, especially when they're shaped like something else, man. Shape it like a bat, it's delicious. Shape it like a pumpkin, it's delicious. I want a I want a Stansbury shaped Reese's cup. <laughs> Imagine how big that thing would be. I mean, I need my own Reese's cup there. Oh God, that'd be delicious. We have a thousand dollars. It's up for grabs at nine ten on Rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock one zero six nine. We're online at wrqk.com. Missed anything from yesterday? You can podcast it right there. Kim tweeting in and says, "Hey man, you were talking about these national parks, and I need some clarification." <laughs> Is that $70? Is that per person or per carload? That's per carload. So 70 bucks gets an entire carload of people in. And so I was walking through the sales pool then, right? And some of the salespeople starting to file into work. <laughs> nice. Good. <laughs> and one, right. one of them, geez, dude. One of them, I mean, yes, but geez. One of them says to me, hey, I heard you talking about that. And they said, I think you're right. And then the other one from across the hallway says, I disagree with you. I think 70 bucks is too much for a national park. And I said, you know, she said to me, you know, Dan, there's a reason why people go to the national parks. It's because they can't afford anything else. She's like, that's why my family took us there when we were kids, because we couldn't afford anything else. Decent point. Okay. Well, my point to you is, would your parents pay for the national park when they took you when you were a kid? My guess is it wasn't 30 bucks like it is now. My guess is that the price went up over years. And you know what you did? You got accustomed to it. Like, was it gasoline free? was a free back in the day? Cars used to be. My mom bought a 64 Mustang right off the line. I think it was 2500 bucks. That's what she paid for it. Something I think it, it was under 5 grand I remember her like her telling me the story. But she saved it. She worked the makeup counter at May Company. And saved up her money and bought a 64 Mustang right off the line. If you wanted to buy a new Mustang off the line today, they're $50,000. Welcome to inflation. That's just the way the world works. And I think somebody, a guy like wrote in, 70 bucks for a ditch. And I said, that's how I can tell you've never been there. And sure enough, he reached out to me. He's like, you're absolutely right. I've never been, been there. I can believe that the, that the Grand Canyon is something to see. But that much money coming out of my pockets just for something that's existing already? 
I, I just think you're looking at it wrong. It just feels different because it's not a roller coaster. It does. It feels different because it's already like it didn't cost anybody anything to make it. Well, the difference is, and I will give naysayers this, is that when you pay Cedar Point, you get to go on the Gemini and you get to go on the Mean Streak or whatever else they have there. Where if you go to the Grand Canyon, that's what you've done. You've gone to the Grand Canyon. And it just, like I said, I mean, the, the I'll fact give you that, that. The fact that the Mean Streak is a tangible thing that that costs the, the, the park money to operate and to do all those things, I think that's where it feels different. I also think it's hilarious how, like, you know, over the People past, who aren't going to go are whole, bitching about the money. Over, the, over right. the past three years of the show, there's been like a million different topics we've covered. Sometimes people react very passionately. Sometimes people are like, bleh. But all of a sudden, we start talking national parks and people are like, dude, my opinion has to be heard. I could not. I you know, I can't believe, but people are coming out of the woodwork to talk to me about this. If you would have told me this morning, like, dude, the hottest topic of the day, national park prices, I'd have been like, Stan's right, shut up, you're dumb. I said to Fantone, <laughs> I said, I knew I'd get a reaction. I didn't know I was going to get this reaction. But again, I think it's because people are being asked to pay money for something that you feel like you're entitled to because it's God's earth and you get it free. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to ask you. Did you get to build that house you live in for free? That's God's earth. Yeah, but tangible goods and ownership of property different than like visiting a park. Different there. All right. There are differences there. That I cannot deny. But 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 at the end of the day, it costs money to maintain these parks. It's not like it's not like it's just like, all right, it's a big open field and we just let whatever happens happens. Like, no, there are things that go along with it. There's safety things, there's 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 maintenance things, there's all these different things that have to go into it. So yeah, you you're gonna have to pay for it. Well, and there's safety and that whether, goes into whether it. you pay for it on the front end of like, hey, before I walk through the gates, here's my seventy bucks, or you're paying for it on the back end of like, hey, this comes out of all taxpayer money, somebody's paying for that. Now, I would like to know: Would the is the increase of price at the gate is that going to decrease my price as a non non uh, somebody who's not going to go? Am I going to pay less in taxes on that? No. So it kind of feels like, well, dude, you're double dipping there. But yeah, welcome to the government right, double dipping. Right. So, all right, I, I'm I, I'll give you a relation for some money here. And as a matter of fact, we're going to give you a thousand dollars here real shortly. But I'll give you a relation. I'm a video game person, right? Mm-hmm. So last night through my Xbox One, I pre-ordered the new Call of Duty game that comes out on November the 3rd. Okay. It's Call of Duty World War II, right? I bought like the Extreme Edition or whatever the hell they're called, so I get like all the downloadable content that comes later down the line months after the game comes out. I get that all. So I pay once and I get everything, right? That cost me $100. $100 last night for a video game. But and uh, so uh, I'll remind you, it's a carload of people for 70 bucks, and it's one of the seven wonders of the world. Not a video game. Like, when you start putting it through that filter, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe it's worth the 70 bucks. This is one of those things in life where everybody wants to be paid more money. You all want to be paid more money. I'm constantly told you're not paid enough money. You all want to make more money, and yet nobody wants to pay for anything, which is why you're not making any more money. Because the products that you that your company makes, people are trying to find a way not to pay for that. Like, you're trying to find a way not to pay for the national parks. But we're going to make it easy for you to afford whatever you want because you're getting $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the key word luck to 200 to rock 1069 welcome back to the sandsbury show still to come a pair of d snyder tickets he's playing this friday hard rock roxino northfield park we'll get you into that and also then have you qualified for a meet and greet with d snyder those tickets still available check out the hard rock roxino box office 
I'm gonna go to that Friday night. It's a uh, it's a show you're gonna want to be a part of there. Vegas experience, Ohio dress. Indeed. I grew up a Twisted Sister fan. Big fan. I'm excited to see that. Also in concert news, we made you aware earlier this morning that Kid Rock has now come out and told the Detroit Free Press, you know what? Nah, I'm not running for Senate. Not going to do it. Says that was the dumbest advice I ever gave myself. That right there was a, well, we'll test the waters. We'll see what happens. And oh, wait, nope, it's not going to work. All right. I was just joking around. Never meant to say Yeah, it, it, it felt like the I was hacked and that's why you got D-picks. <laughs> right. Like that's, yeah, it wasn't me. It, it felt very much like that to me. I, I'm a little bit surprised, though, dude. I mean, I would have thought that. You had said. Now, Fantone's lived in Michigan mm-hmm. a couple of different times, I believe. Mm-hmm. Multiple cities. You lived in Flint and Detroit. Correct. So you've lived in Michigan a couple of different places, different times. And you had said you felt Kid Rock was going to run away with it because like he can walk on water up there. He can. I mean, he's one of those dudes that, you know, has just been embraced. And there's so many different things that you would have thought would point towards yes, where it comes to like, all right, so, you know, obviously his connection with President Trump probably would embolden him into thinking that like, hey, this is something I want to do, something I'm capable of doing. And I just kind of thought with the, what do I want to say, with the... Uh, pushback against like polling and news and all those different things like I would think that he would have saw those poll numbers and would have been like I don't care about no stupid poll numbers the only poll I care about is the one up at up Gatsby's you know what I mean like that's what I thought is you know he would have taken that as a challenge as like a well I have to go out and do it but I stand firm to what I said earlier is he probably hit up President Trump, send him a text or something, you know, hey, man, it's Kid Rock. Should I do this? And President Trump was probably like, hell no, dude. Just stay out there. Keep playing American badass. Like, why would you want to be? Why would you want to do this? I would have thought, honestly, that looking at the polling data, not looking so great for him, he would have been like, yeah, but the polling data said that Hillary Clinton was right. going to win in a landslide. Right. I'm going to go forward. Right. I would have thought for sure he would have like doubled down and been, wait for it, cocky and like done it. Like, I mean, what is Debbie Stabenow, the current uh, senator that he was going to be running against, what was she going to do when he came rocking out with with Twisted Brown behind him playing so hot? What was she going to do? She wasn't going to do anything. So hot. She wasn't going to do anything, dude. No, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think. But now apparently now he's like walking it back. And uh, also another Kid Rock news. Oh, doubling up on the Kid Rock news, baby. You get more Kid Rock news. All right. I like it. He's coming back to town. He'll play uh, The Q February 24th as part of his Greatest Show on Earth tour. Oh, yeah. He announced his new album, Sweet Southern Sugar. That will be in stores November the 3rd. Tickets for the Cleveland show also go on sale November the 3rd, 10 a.m. Pick those up at Ticketmaster, I would imagine. And... uh, he will be at the queue in February 24th, and Fantone said to me during the break, and I think he's making great sense on this, he's like, dude, wait a minute. He and Toby Keith together couldn't sell out Tom Benson Stadium, and now Kid Rock's going to play the queue? And I think you nailed it, because it's like, that venue feels big for Kid Rock right now. Yeah, I like, mean... When's the last time Kid Rock had a hit? Like, like a, a hit record. Like a certified hit record. Like, I know he's put songs out, but the last time he's had a... It record to me feels like all summer long. Every uh, every time he comes out with a new record, inevitably it ends up on New Turn Tuesday. At least over the past three years, inevitably. Oh yeah, he's a star. I so mean, yeah, we're, 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 we're gonna play new Kid Rock, but I think they've all been turds. And honestly, other than all summer long, which was ten years ago, right? Ten ish years ago for sure. I mean, if not, damn well close to it. I, don't I mean, know are if you he's sa- had a hit in the last decade? I mean, are you selling out the queue? 
if you're not selling out Benson, how are I you selling out the Q? With Toby with Keith. Keith. Right, right. With the one-two Trump punch right there. I mean, dude. I don't know who Kid Rock's going to bring. You know, there'll be an opener, but like... Right, who's he gonna bring? Like black smoke cherry or some crap like that? You know what I mean? Like you're gonna bring, you're gonna bring like another headline. You're no. not gonna bring Toby Keith. Yeah, you're not getting that. It feels like a big venue to me for him. It does. Like CSU maybe feels more appropriate. I mean, what's the Q hold for a concert? Eighteen. I think it's 22 for Cavs. Yeah, 20 plus for basketball. I don't know what the concert. I'm sure it depends on the on the seating. And Let's stuff. call it 17,000. I was at the Q. Uh, probably about two months ago, and I saw Lady Gaga, and she was sold out, and it was phenomenal. Like, it was an awesome show, but that was a ton of people. Like, it just a mass of humanity. I don't think Kid Rock's got it in him anymore. He's one of those performers I've always said about Kid Rock, that I get that people knock him, and then I get, like, you. Might, his music may not be for you, but when you go and you see it, you realize walking away from that show why he became Kid Rock. It's because he does have it. Like, he legitimately is a showman. That X factor, that thing you can't put your finger on, Kid Rock is filled to the brim with it. He just has stardom running through his veins. He does, man. You go to that show, and he whips his crowd into a fever, and they love it, and it's all those people who would hate hip-hop, but for some reason, when Kid Rock raps, they love it. They absolutely love it. You know, for some reason. But he is a star, through and through. There's no denying it. I, like, I said that about Limp Biscuit back in the day, too. Like, I went and saw, there was, like, some Metallica show, and Limp Biscuit headlined, they, like, played right before Metallica. Linkin Park was on that bill. The Deftones were on that bill. And that stage swallowed both those bands whole. Couldn't even see them. Didn't feel it. Lincoln Park got swallowed at Ohio Stadium. Swallowed by that stage. They were terrible. But Limp Bizkit came out, and all of a sudden, you saw why Fred Durst was Fred Durst. Because it's like, oh, dude, you legitimately have this. You are a legitimate star. Like, you have that X Factor. And Kid Rock's very much the same thing. I don't love his songs. I like him. And when my friend Serene, who's from Detroit, calls me and says, hey, I got you a ticket for Kid Rock, I'm going to go with her. But I will admit that the queue feels big. It just feels a little large for him right now. I think CSU would have been the better call. But I bet that that's ego, right? Has oh, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, a little bit of like the, you know, whoever's putting this concert on probably like, no, dude, we're going to sell it. We're going to sell it. We're going to sell it. Yeah, I'm going to sell out, dude. You're you're, you're, I don't believe he's going to sell it out. I'm going to Guns N' Roses tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know if that's sold out. I don't know. I haven't heard. But, I mean, they've been on tour for two years, so I'm willing to bet there are some people who are like, dude, I either A, saw it, or B, I don't really want to see it. Maybe the prices are too, which, by the way, I got to tell you, so a national park, right? One of the seven wonders of the world isn't worth 70 bucks, but Metallica's worth 300? Got it. No, you guys are absolutely right. I'm wrong. You guys turned me right around on that one. These Snyder tickets up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have those D. Snyder tickets. Momentarily, we'll pass those out. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. We were talking about concerts a little bit before the break. And uh, I had made mention that, you know, going to see Metallica now is cost you like 300 bucks a ticket. And so somebody asked me, do why do concerts cost as much money as they do? Like, that's crazy. It seems like that has skyrocketed over like the last 10 years. And it has. 
And the fault is not with the band. The fault is not with the music company. You know whose fault it is that ticket prices for concerts are through the roof? Yours. Because you stole all the music. How do you think artists get paid? By releasing art, by releasing the albums and then going on tour and selling t-shirts. Those are the three revenue streams of a band. And you completely erased the one revenue stream that paid them primarily all their money. So what they have to do? They had to recoup it and get it all back from their hardcore fans that actually want to go see the show. Don't blame anybody else for concerts being a bunch of money. You did it. You stole all the music, stole all the uh, stole all the art, got it all for free, got it all on your iPad, didn't pay a single person for it, and now you're wondering why Metallica's charging you more money to come see them live. It's because you stole from them. That's why. You're the reason ticket prices are so high. Theft. It's why things are so much money in stores, too. It's because people steal from stores, and that store has to make that money back up somewhere. So where do they get it? From honest Americans like you and I. Quit stealing music, and you'd see, you'd probably see ticket prices come down. Although, that it's probably too late now. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not an honest American if you're stealing music, right? Probably not. Probably not. Also announced is that Deshaun Kaiser, it looks like will be your starter. For the game in London this coming Sunday. And people are all pissed about it. Like, I got a guy who's reaching out to me and says, Browns are actually starting Kaiser again. Hughes done after this season. Dude, this team's a dumpster fire. I agree with that. The, yeah. the team's a dumpster fire. <laughs> I, I agree. But you tell me what the better option at quarterback is. Tell me what it is. Who do you start? You start Kevin Hogan? Tried it. What do you want to do? You want to start Cody Kessler? Tried it. Well, I mean, any of those dudes at this point, when you're literally just like spinning a, 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 a when you're flipping a coin and just saying like, eh, maybe it'll be this dude. Hey, if you throw an interception, it'll be this dude. If you have Who two cares? quarterbacks, like, you don't have one. That's always been the theory with football. It's not baseball. You can't take a guy out of the rotation, put him back in. This It's not baseball. It's a leadership position. Pitchers in baseball aren't leadership. Quarterback is a leadership position. And you can't keep messing with it. And I, I, I feel like the... The book's been written on Cody Kessler. He's not an NFL quarterback. I don't know if Deshaun Kaiser is or not, but I know that you work through the growing pains to find out. Um, yes, you should, but Hugh Jackson has not. And after making that commitment week one of like, hey, this is our guy and we're going to stick through it, you know, I, I, you're right. There's no better option. One of those. He's made dudes. a mess of it. I, I, I'm not looking to, to, when, to get Hughes back here. He's made a mess of this decision. When you're when you're pulling dudes out in the middle of a game that I mean, Deshaun Kaiser didn't light the world on fire last week in the first half, but he didn't necessarily like crap the bed either. He's bad in the red zone. He is bad in the red zone. I will grant you that. But I'll remind you that the Browns aren't there very often. So what's it matter? Right. The Browns are bad across the field. They're bad in the red zone. They're bad on defense. They're bad on special teams. They're bad on everything. I'll tell you where really bad. You know where the Browns are really bad this year? Offensive line. They're terrible at offensive line. I was told going to be the second best offensive line in the league. They're not the second best offensive line in the AFC North. They're a disaster. Up and down. And so I start Kaiser because I know Cody Kessler isn't a franchise quarterback. I know he's not an NFL quarterback. I already know that. But I don't know that yes or no on Kaiser. So you play him through the growing pains to see if you can get the kid to grow. Which, by the way, next year in the draft, they already say Sam Darnold already going back to USC. Going to happen. And I told you, you're going to end up with Josh Rosen. The kid who they asked, why do you play football? Because I can. That was his answer. I think there is a huge percent 
Huge percentage chance that Josh Rosen busts in the NFL. I think it's 60-40 he busts. And that's my meager opinion. But having said that, you got to take the kid. You have to. You didn't take Wentz. You didn't take Watson. You got to fire a bullet at this position and try to get it done. Yeah, at what point are you going to take a quarterback until you get somebody that works? Fine, take you got to take him. Fine, take him. And if he busts out next year, once again, you, What's will the difference? Near, you will be very near the top of the draft, if not top of the draft, and then take Sam Darnold. And then if that doesn't work out, take whoever comes after him. I think Josh Rosen is going to end up being Jamarcus Russell. He's got all the ability. They say Josh Rosen has an NFL release right now, and Sam Darnold doesn't. They say Rosen throws a better ball right now. And that he's got NFL mechanics, but I don't think he has the work ethic. I really don't. I think Josh Rosen's going to come into the NFL. You're going to pay him a bunch of money, and he's going to want to talk politics. He's going to want to be mentioning this and talking about this, and he's not going to be all in on football. That's what made Andrew Luck so good, is that he's all in on the game. That's what, the, honestly, Dabo Sweeney from Clemson said, you better take Watson. The kid's all in on the sport. He's all in on it. I think Rosen has a huge bust potential. Huge. I think it's monstrous, his bust potential. But you have to take him now if you're the Cleveland Browns. You have to. Because what else are you going to do? You've made a mess of this. So you got to take the risk on Josh Rosen. You're going to have to. And I'm okay with it now. I, was, I, was, I thought Carson Wentz was the best quarterback in that draft. And I said I would probably take him, but I, I can live with the Browns' decision not to. Because I didn't feel like we had the roster. Make no mistake, Philadelphia is a better football team. They're not awesome. They're a better football team than the Cleveland Browns. You look like the Detroit Lions if you take Carson Wentz, not the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what I think. And Deshaun Watson, don't even get me started on that. His roster is loaded up and down both sides of the football. That team is loaded with talent. And they got Bill O'Brien, an offensive genius, calling the plays and heading up the offense. That, all, that stuff all matters. It's not just quarterback. It's not. It all matters. It is the mo- Football is the most team game there is. You got to get everybody all in on the, same, on the same system, on the same desire. You got to do that. And I will admit, even though I thought Hugh was going to be a decent coach, he is starting to look like a top-tier coordinator, not a head coach. He is starting to look like a top-tier coordinator and not a coach. Not a head coach. But I start Kaiser Sunday because what the hell else am I going to do? Kevin Hogan? Cody Kessler? Now, remember I told you when they took Kessler, I didn't think he was going to be any good. Everybody yelled at me. Couldn't push the ball down the field at USC. He's going to do it in the AFC North in December? Right. Got it. Got it. We have D. Snyder tickets. Let's pass those out right now. We'll take caller 25. 1-800-243. 7625, you're off to the Hard Rock Roxino Friday. Check out D. Snyder's side from that. This show's done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. However, stick around. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 1010 on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.